This is the Hiking Through Life podcast. We've all been gifted a journey called life. Let's see where the journey leads us today. Welcome to the Hiking Through Life podcast, where we talk with people who in some way, shape, or form have been influenced by the outdoors. I'm Andy, the producer of this podcast, and my lovely wife, Sarah, will be your host. Together, we make up Hiking Through Life. This podcast is all about bringing all kinds of people who are inspired by the outdoors and sharing their stories. We hope that by sharing people's stories, it inspires others to get out and live a more meaningful life. Tune in every week for new episodes, or better yet, subscribe to the Hiking Through Life podcast on your favorite podcast provider. If you enjoy this podcast, please share it with others. Also, if you have a story to share or know of anyone who might be interested in being a guest on this podcast, head on over to hikingthroughlife.net slash podcast and get in touch with us. If you'd like to support Hiking Through Life, you can go to hikingthroughlife.net slash shop. We have t-shirts, water bottles, and we recently added stickers to the shop. Use the code podcast at checkout and receive 10% off your first order. There are other ways you can support this podcast as well. You can check those out at hikingthroughlife.net slash support. Also, be sure to sign up for our email list. You can do that by heading over to hikingthroughlife.net. Enter your email address and click subscribe. There's no commitment. You can unsubscribe at any time. As part of our email list, you'll receive our monthly newsletter. We'll also be sending out any promotional codes for Hiking Through Life gear. It's an excellent way to follow Hiking Through Life's journey. Now sit back and enjoy this week's episode. Welcome to the Hiking Through Life podcast. Today we are joined by Melody Forsyth who is a mother of four and embraces the outdoor lifestyle with her family. Her youngest child, Ruby, was born with Down syndrome, and this only opened up more opportunities to the family's outdoor lifestyle. The family has a goal of visiting all the national parks. Through her social media account, Down With Adventure, she advocates for Down syndrome with positivity, knowledge, and personal stories in hopes of spreading awareness and motivating others on this topic. Welcome to the podcast, Melody. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. So how did all of the outdoor inspiration begin for you? Have you always enjoyed the outdoors? I think I heard you went on a trip many, many years ago through another podcast. Yeah, I, it's like a memory I tucked away beneath, way in my memory that I didn't remember until uh, thinking about it when I was much older that uh, I went on like a week long through hike on the Appalachian trail. I grew up in Virginia. So we went there and I guess with a youth group and I was 14, I think at the time. So, uh, but really not been an outdoors person. I mean, I've always, you know, you enjoy being outdoors, but not made it where it was a point in my life of getting outdoors and hiking and making it a point to try all these fun new activities that are in the outdoors. So like when you had kids and like met your husband, was that like, was your husband into the outdoors? He had been, and he tried to get me to go on a couple of hikes, like when we were dating and, um, I did have a child at the time. And so I remember we took her and like, I fell and scraped my knee. And like, I was just kind of like, I'm like, I don't know if this is for me. So, I mean, we would go on sometimes, you know, little walks in the neighborhood or, uh, paved trails around town or something, but not where it was like the not at the level we're where we're doing it now, but he was more of the outdoors person at that time. Okay. So like, was having kids kind of something that kind of carved your path for being outdoors or was like Ruby, the one that kind of inspired you guys to get outdoors? Yeah, it was really Ruby, Ruby coming along. And um, I guess having that panic of the unknown of down syndrome and not knowing like what our lives were going to be like, like where you have that thought now of like, I'll never be able to go do this. Even though it wasn't something you did, you're like, well, now I want to go try outdoorsy stuff and see what this is like. And kind of, um, that was kind of the, that outdoor trip we planned to go and visit some national parks and, and get outdoors, you know, and enjoy our, our state of Utah, which we had never really done before. Um, that was the thing that really just kind of precipitated everything. And, and then wanting to make sure she felt included and give those opportunities to her as she came into our lives. And we saw 
her value and um, seeing that so many other children with Down syndrome are kind of not given that thought that they're able to do those things. And so we're like, no, we're going to make this happen. We're going to make this happen for her. We're going to make it happen for us. And through the years, now that it's been a couple of years of us doing this, now it's, it's as much for the other children as it is for her because I'm seeing how helpful the outdoors has been in the development of my other children. So I'm recognizing like, this is so important and wish they were luckily still pretty young, but wishing I had started from the get-go, like with her, with the rest of them. Yeah. And I read one of your posts that really stood out to me where you were like, make sure you spend time with all of your children individually outdoors. And I mean, like what you just said, like it's to help them, their development in so many ways. And by being one-on-one with them, you've, you've seen that. Yeah. I did not realize how special it was to like go on hikes, just one-on-one and how much they enjoyed it. Like sometimes they'll open up and talk to me and sometimes they're pretty quiet the whole time. I'm not saying we're having these amazing deep conversations every single time, but we'll talk about, you know, what's going on in their lives, things they think about. But really afterwards, when they're like, you know, mom, I had so much fun. And when you talk later, like, what's your favorite thing? And they're like, when we get to spend time with just you by ourselves hiking, even if it's the same hike we've done a bazillion times, how much they love it. And it's been an eye-opening experience for me, you know, as a mom of how important that time is for each individual child. Yeah. And um, like I was saying at the beginning of this, I was watching the REI video that they had made about your family and each of your children kind of got to give themselves a little spotlight and talk about their personality and their hiking personality. And um, I like how your oldest daughter said she was the grumpy hiker. (laughs) Would you still say she is? She is. um, It isn't her jam. And I mean, this is where it was like, gosh, I wish I had found this. If we had done this from the beginning, maybe she would like it more. Maybe she would have more fun. However, I mean, now that she's married, uh, we just went on a backpacking trip and, you know, brought her new husband along. And that was something, you know, this is definitely new for us because we're not used to having a child that's married, but how much, how much fun I guess they had and how she enjoyed me. And she like, didn't complain. I was shocked. I was like truly shocked. And so I don't know if it was the dynamic of having somebody that she wanted to be with more. I don't, I don't know what it was, but that we had such a great time being together, getting to know her husband more, making this more of a, you know, a family type of activity. And though, yeah, even though it was hard, you know, at the end, she was just like, that was a lot of fun. And he had a lot of fun too. So we hope to make that more of a, especially at least a family tradition, at least, you know, every summer, at least make one trip, you know, do a backpacking trip together. So we're excited for, you know, those possibilities. Yeah. Cause I know in other podcasts, you've talked about how like, cause she is older than the rest of your children and like, yes. and in your perfect world, you would have all your kids there all the time hiking, but of yes. course you need to let kids grow up and move on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I did see her wedding was like in the mountains. Yeah. She, I mean, she, had a date planned. It was still during, you know, COVID and we just didn't know what restrictions were going to be like. And restrictions were still, at least in our state, pretty strict and especially on gatherings. So, you know, I gave them the option and they didn't want to wait. They wanted to continue. So we just found, you know, a trail with a big kind of open pasture and, you know, just his family and our immediate family. And that was it. And it was, it was beautiful. And looking back, she said it was actually, a much better wedding, you know, that it was what she wanted. Like it was just the important people. I guess that's what it was. It was, and the, the surroundings were, it was, it was such a beautiful day. It was so perfect. And I think I enjoyed it more because I was just focused on her and, you know, her being happy and just being outdoors and the family experience and not worried about everybody else and all the other things about a wedding day. Right. Exactly. Yeah. The pictures looked beautiful. It looked like oh. perfect. Picture perfect. We had an amazing photographer. She does outdoor photography. She's my friend, Michelle Craig. And seriously, her outdoor photography is amazing. How beautiful. And then your boys, would you say that, I forget the order of them, but one of them said he was the know-it-all and the nerd. Is that still kind of his 
hiking personality. Yes, that is uh, the oldest boy who just turned 13. That's Logan. And he is still very much a know-it-all and learns tons of stuff, retains information. And it's great though. You know, it's great because, you know, he feels really empowered for all the things that he's learned. And um, he's doing online school now and uh i guess they can form clubs so he's formed his own little national park geek club uh with the students and does little presentation he just does it on his own he loves it no way (laughs) it's the cutest thing and you know of course he's like i only have girls in my club mom and i'm just like oh well one day you'll like that so (laughs) but uh yeah he's he's just yeah still the same little know-it-all but his cute little presentations and games about the national parks. I love it. That's so cool that he's like starting a club with school. I mean, that just shows that this hiking and outdoor passion is he's kind of making his own thing of it too. Yes, he definitely is. That's amazing. And then the younger one described himself as the goofy one. Yeah. He's always, uh, yeah, he's my, he's a difficult one. He's rambunctious all over the place and running and exploring and, rock climbing and falling off things and yes but he's always the one making jokes and making us laugh and being silly so but he's found his thing in the outdoors he's more of like learning about the animals and the plants and you know dinosaurs and paleontology and archaeology like he's very much into those types of things that also take him outdoors so awesome and then ruby i mean she's probably taught all of you guys so much about the outdoors and hiking What's the biggest thing she has brought to your family? That just, you just don't give up, you know, like of not setting the limits, you know, on herself, like in her head, she doesn't know she has down syndrome. She doesn't think like, oh, because I have down syndrome, I can't, she just goes for everything. She's, oh yeah, we're going to have to watch out for her as she gets older because she loves to climb rocks and she'll just go for things. She doesn't you know, in her head, she's, this is safe. This is okay. And she, uh, the boys are doing it. I'm doing it too. But I think that's the thing is not setting the limits on yourself. You know, don't uh, shortchange what you're able to do or able to accomplish. You know, maybe it's based on a diagnosis. Maybe it's just based on negative self-talk, but that's, I think the biggest takeaway as I watch her and just, she just, yeah, she just goes for it with everything, with everything she's got. Yeah, I mean, she. it looks like she's just always smiling out on that trail and is always so curious. And I mean, what is she, four or five now? She just barely turned five, yeah. Okay, so she's not even in that pack anymore, huh? Yeah, she still <laughs> She does still go in the pack, okay. Yeah, she, I think we've, we've gotten, depending on the trail, obviously easier is better, but usually, I mean, we've gotten, she's done a whole mile on by herself, about a mile, mile and a half depending on the terrain, but yeah, she, so she does go by herself, but she tires out, you know, uh, down syndrome children typically have hypotonia, which is like low muscle tone. So their muscles get, uh, more tired, like easier. And I think it's just a a matter of endurance and stamina. And that's why she's like little by little working up to it. So she's been progressing, uh, little by little, but yeah, she's some, her little legs, I'm sure get, you know, just like any child get tired. And so, when she wants up, she definitely, you know, starts, you know, smacking me or my husband, you know, like, you know, holding her hands up. Cause she's like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done walking. Cause when she was really young, you guys had to also carry oxygen for her. Correct. Yes. Yes. The very, very beginning. And it was only for a few months. Yeah. We had to have the oxygen cause she was still on it all day and she's no longer, you know, since she's been about a year old, luckily we haven't had to, it's all day. It's just at night. Okay. So when she was really young, you had like her on the pack and the the oxygen tanks also have their own bags too. Well, yeah, they had like a little carrying one. So somebody else would kind of carry the bag right next to me or behind me, you know, like, cause there's the, there's tubing just, and, uh, what would go follow me while I would like go ahead. Okay. And was that like a little overwhelming at first or were you just like, so excited to get out and just be able to show the world that you can do this it was overwhelming it was daunting it was like when people would look at us you're all like are they looking at us like of what are they thinking are we unsafe parents are we pushing it too much it's kind of like I don't know yeah we we definitely were a little bit overwhelmed by it um 
but and then luckily see i you know it's hard to say because luckily that was that was a short-lived period that was only about three or four months that we had to do that and then the doctors were you know told us you know we, we could go up to so, this many altitudes she didn't have to have it nonstop, you know all day long we could just do at night so then it was a different story and obviously you know much easier yeah yeah but i mean that's amazing that you guys were still able to just get over that hump and do it. And now look at what you guys do all the time. It's, it's so motivating. I love your, everything that you post on your social media account is always so inspiring and positive. You put such a positive light on this lifestyle that you are leading her into. Well, and I try to be, yeah, I I mean, I try to be positive. I try to be realistic because, um, you know, I definitely don't want to give like a Pollyanna attitude of like, we're happy all the time and your family should be too. Because realistically, having a special needs child is really hard and it's challenging. It's straining on a marriage. It's straining on a family. It is difficult. But this, I definitely believe has been the way that we've been able to process things and it has helped us and it's a great coping mechanism. And I mean, in life now, like even on you know, hard days, I just learned so many times to hike it out. I'm not going to say hiking is, you know, definitely takes the place of if you really actually need medication for depression or anxiety or anything, but it definitely for, you know, minor issues, it's really helped me with those types of moments and has a great place of healing. And I think it has helped us heal as a family because it has brought, like we learn to work together, um, more effectively after doing this time after time. And it's just like this, there's so much just, yeah, negativity in the world. And it's, it's a hard world we're living in, you know, that, so I kind of just have that attitude. I, we, you know, we all need a little bit of light. We all need a little bit of something to help us, to encourage us. Cause even, you know, COVID's a horrible time. Like this, everybody's family is in disarray and um, some people's, lives have really been, you know, affected by this and totally rearranged. And so by having a little, you know, we're trying to find the good in, you know, what's going on right now and what's being hard. And by doing that, like it has helped us because anytime you start realizing what you do have and, you know, the blessings that you have and things that you enjoy, then you realize, okay, I'm really not as horrible as somebody else. Like someone else is really going through some things. So it's like, it's been a good thing for me, like stop complaining and be grateful for what we have and focus on those things. And so that's, that's why, you know, I do try to put a positive outlook and sharing those positive moments so that also some people can have like some hope because I do see so many accounts of uh, parents, especially when they receive that special needs diagnosis, whatever the diagnosis is. And it's, it's hard. It's a hard thing to accept. And so just like that, there was that one family that I saw when we went to the national park, that was that glimmer of hope for me. And it totally changed the way we viewed everything. So we're hoping that we can be that family for somebody else that, Hey, there, you do have hope. There can be happiness and fun and, you know, such a, a great life still. Right. And yeah, cause you said you, I think it was that you saw a family in a wheelchair about to go mm-hmm. explore a national park and they were just that moment and you're like, wow, if they're doing it, we can do it too. And yeah, it's so true that people just need, people need those moments of hope in this world, especially like you said, with COVID. I mean, I'm struggling being in quarantine right now in my house, but like, I have everything I need. I'm fine. Like, I'm just waiting for this baby to come, but I'm totally, I'm totally fine in my house. I just need to keep reminding myself that I'm safe. I'm, I have plenty of food. I'm healthy. I have nothing to complain about. You just need to remind yourself of those things a lot of the time. Yes. So what would you say to someone who would be hesitant to bring their child out, a child with special needs out on the trail? You know, everybody's circumstances are different. So I also don't want to downplay anybody else's different diagnosis because sometimes it isn't, not every situation is ideal for everyone. Um, I always tell everyone, like, obviously speak to your doctor first because there are many things to consider. Most of the time though, I think it's just our own anxiety as a parent and our own anxiety, you know, as a mom 
and just trying to do something that is that is challenging because there's lots of stuff you make sure you bring this make sure you bring that there's a bazillion things that can go wrong so it's those types of things I think a lot of us just have that um, anxiety as a parent besides doing that and and like ask questions I, that's the biggest thing is I really feel and find a support group so find some there are so many groups right now that are out there to support people, you know, getting out in the trail, you know, hike it baby. That's the first organization that I came in contact with. And they were so amazing for helping families. It's usually, you know, birth to five years old. And that's like when it's the hardest time, because, you know, there you're dealing with, you know, breastfeeding, bottle feeding, diaper changes, potty training. Like there's so many of those hard uh, things of childhood that you're dealing with. And they have so many great tips. Uh, there's another organization, Wildkind, um, they're on Instagram and they're another one of supporting families, getting out there and, uh, you know, trying to give them, if you have questions and here, hook you up with other families. I mean, I'm sure there's tons on, you know, on Facebook, but those, those are some of the organizations like I know of that are really out there for helping parents get on the trails. And, and I think if you find someone else to go with you, so you're not trying to do it all alone, that would, you know, that gives confidence. That's how I was. I would kind of go with some other people once in a while so that now, obviously after several years, well, I have confidence because I've done it as many, many times, but in the beginning, I was just as afraid as anybody else. Like, what am I doing out here? Absolutely. And I can't imagine like even a child without special needs, like bringing like your little infant out on the trail for the first time. I mean, that kind of brings me anxiety thinking about it when that's going to be the day for us. And just going with someone who knows what they're doing, like you're saying, has got to be so helpful. Yeah. And there are, there are, I'm sure there's, you know, more than those. Those are just the ones that come to my mind right now, but they're, you know, to get out there and to, I mean, it, cause Hike It Baby, they have chapters all over the U.S. and that, you know, that you can find, where's my local chapter right now with COVID it's very, the group hikes are, on pause and it is harder, but you know, before and after there's still, I see like the, they're still on Facebook and still, Hey, this is where we went today, you know, and it was like this, like they're still giving ideas to other parents. So maybe we can't get together as a group, but Hey, I just went and did this trail and it's totally doable and kid friendly. You know, there's not these scary drop-offs or any, you know, like totally great for little kids. And, you know, just giving each other encouragement and great ideas. And so, you know, it's, it, those things are still happening, even though the actual, you know, group hikes aren't, but, you know, they're going to come back eventually, hopefully, you know, things are going to uh, return to a little bit more normalcy eventually. <laughs> and, you know, then hopefully those group hikes, and then you'll have some support to be able to get out there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Eventually, well, eventually our world will be back to the norm again. <laughs> We're all waiting for that. But how you said, like, it's a lot of the time the anxiety of the parents and bringing their special needs child out on the trail. And you wrote a post back in 2018 that I thought was really strong, too. It was a photo of Ruby's first day of preschool. And you wrote, the fear when you have a special needs child. Will people be nice? Will she have friends? I know I need to keep a bu in a bubble most of the time. I feel safe there. On the trail, I feel strong and happy and never for a moment have to think about Down syndrome or acceptance. We are just ourselves. But then I leave the trail and I worry and protect and I am constantly reminded by others with their stares that she is different. And so you're saying like, when you're not on the trail, you feel like you need to protect her. And that was in 2018. Has she, do you feel you still need to protect her or... Because a lot of the time you talk about how it's helped her confidence too, the trail has. So do you feel that's changed over the past couple of years? Yeah, I feel like now on the trail, she has come into her own. Like she sees us pull out the pack, she gets in. Like she starts getting in on her, like she just knows this is her routine. This is how I get in the pack. She helps click the little things for the sunshade, you know, because she likes, and I let her do it. You know, I hold it for her so she can figure out she clicks it. like she knows that that is her spot she gets all comfortable she brings her little dolls you know she's got her water like she's comfortable and then when we let her out she just knows like sometimes I've wondered like how does she know like how does she not get off of the trail but she just like knows like this is the trail we follow like it's you know a marked path and she just 
goes. And now I don't, I don't, I mean, do we still have some stairs once in a while or on the trail or people that are all like, you know, this is a really hard hike or, you know, things like that. Yes, of course we do. But it's like, yeah, I don't, it's not a constant reminder like it is in other situations. She just, she's just a little kid and she's just going and, and most of the time, you know, she's hiking with her brother. So she's just another sibling. Like that's, you know, she's with her siblings and it's, you know, just like you'd hike with any other five-year-old. So it's amazing to see, yes, her confidence has just soared and just gotten, she's just so, you know, just, just goes, goes out there. Like, seriously, you watch her and she learns to run, even though we're like, be careful, you're going to trip. You know, we're, we're the ones, I feel like we're the ones that sometimes hold her back. Like she's the one that just is like, I'm ready to just go all in and go for it. So like I said, it's definitely been a great place for her. Yeah. Cause I mean, that just sounds like it's helped her sense of self, her probably a lot of her physical development, like the walking on the trail, like that's huge physical development oh, for her too. Absolutely. Um, you know, just because as it was, as with all children, as they're developing, but just her, uh, sense of spatial relationships, like she sees the rocks, she knows when it's rocky and to watch her navigate and help her get herself down. Now, you know, probably another five-year-old might just, you know, be walking down and just be careful. And so she kind of sometimes will sit and scooch and maybe that, you know, that's just for her sense of security, but she recognizes like, this is, you know, this isn't a stable terrain. This is very stable. Um, you know, when it's sand going in the water, like she, and then she loves what, like loves splashing in puddles. Yesterday, we couldn't get her out of everything in her, so her shoes and her socks totally soaked, but just, you know, bouncing, she, you know, the sounds, uh, it's helped. Yeah. Sensory wise, because sometimes, um, you know, they can have sensory issues because, you know, they, you know, don't like sounds or textures. And I think that, you know, exposing her at such a young age has definitely helped her, you know, overcome that so that she's, you know, she is okay walking barefoot. She's okay wearing her shoes where sometimes, uh, I know at least for children with down syndrome, sometimes those things, they bother them because, you know, they don't either don't like shoes or don't like anything weird touching their feet. And so those are, you know, obstacles that, you know, kind of have to be overcome, but you know, for her, because I think at such a little young age, she was exposed to it. She's, you know, she's been doing well with it. And yeah, she just, her little leg muscles. I mean, she, she, she has energy. It wears out quickly, but when she goes, you know, she's got a lot of energy. Yeah. Yeah. And like with any four or five-year-old, any yes. preschooler, yes. they're going to lose energy. They're just going to want to sit on the trail whenever they want to sit on the trail. And most four and five-year-olds are going to want to splash in water and do yes. all these things that you're saying Ruby loves to do. So, yes. I mean, she's so similar to any other four and five-year-old that would be out yes. on the trail too. And, but yeah, that's so interesting that you say you feel it's helped her sensory development too, because even we go outside at our preschool every day and you can see a difference in like some of the special needs kids when they're outside versus when they're in a classroom in a confined space. There is a huge difference of the noise they're in, the lighting they're in, the sound around them, just everything. It's the outside makes a huge difference. And everything you just said is totally laying it down for proven, proven points. <laughs> <laughs> so I totally, totally see that too. Um, and I mean, other things that you need to consider, I mean, you said she runs ahead of, does she like run ahead of you, but she's never run off the trail. Yeah. She really hardly ever goes off the trail. Um, obviously we don't let her just run. Like if there's some place that's got like, you know, drop-offs or anything, she does go on. I'm like, we're letting her now she holds somebody's hand. Like we are trying to little by little, you know, kind of push her just so that she, you know, gains more confidence and we're able to do different trails. But she, um, she pretty much, you know, she, I mean, she'll stay a lot with her brothers. That's primarily who she'll hike with is just, you know, her brother. So she'll stay, but on a place like, especially if it's familiar to us and we're, we're very familiar or it's very, stable and there's no dangers where it's, you know, nice, big, wide open path. There's no drop-offs. There's nothing. She goes, I mean, she's never really far ahead of us, but she, you know, we let her go ahead and just let her do her own thing. 
more than often truthfully she'll probably sit down on the trail and start playing with the rocks because that's like her favorite thing to do so sometimes for us it's more of a we don't have time to let her explore every single rock where we're going back you know headed back or something and so we're just kind of like all right you're going back in the pack because we gotta you know we gotta head out but when we have time then it's just like sometimes yeah all right we'll take three steps and sit down and here's another rock and here's another rock you know and she's having a blast yeah exactly if you went at a preschooler's pace you would be out there for a month yes. at a time yes yes <laughs> but that's the beauty of children they teach us to slow down right yes absolutely things that you didn't see or just by because we're waiting like recently we were kind of just sitting there in glacier uh national park on that she was sitting there on the trail so we're just kind of waiting and then all of a sudden this deer just kind of popped up but like was really really close to us so it was just kind of cool that you know would get that I mean I was a little frightened because I'm like okay don't anyone spook the deer because they're really really close usually they're far away you know and that was just a cool experience because you know we're able to yeah slow down and just kind of take everything in right right and that's your husband's job right pointing out like the wildlife I think that's what he said his job was (laughs) oh yes sometimes I always make fun because he's he'll say some weird name for some bird and I'm like oh it's a pink flamingo you know like in the middle of the desert or whatever just because I'm like it's so weird the random things he sees but actually I saw our funny experience was when we were in Glacier I was actually driving and driving back and it's the one time and it's dusk. And so all the kids were like yelling or screaming, doing whatever they were in the back. And my husband actually was bending down, looking for something in his pack. And it was the only bear that we saw there. And it ran across the road. And I'm like, a bear, I saw a bear. I was so excited. But it just, it seriously ran across the road. And everyone was just like, yeah, yeah, sure. It's a bear. I'm like, no, I really saw a bear. And so they still make fun of me for that. <laughs> right. Because they just think you're making yeah, it up. They're all like, we didn't see it. So yeah, that's what my husband does all the time. Yeah, that's great. It's not true unless everyone else sees it. Exactly. I know. We never saw a bear in Glacier. We were there last summer and never saw one. But people kept telling us they saw yeah. them too. <laughs> yeah. So how many national parks have you guys been to? We so far have been to 28. 28. Okay. So we're almost about at that halfway point. Almost. And you have like the passport, right? Oh, Where you yeah. Get stamps. Yeah. Yes. So we so it's been 28 of uh, national parks. And I think we have like 26 national monuments and historic sites. And how do you think the national parks do with special needs families and children? Do they? Um, they do a great job in the fact like at least usually like on the hikes I mean they always say which ones are wheelchair accessible so you know that you know if it's wheelchair accessible that you know it's going to be either something paved or very you know relatively flat not a lot lot of elevation gain or an easy trail and usually the scenery is just as amazing I sir I really wish but I mean I understand it is hard but I really wish there were more uh, you know, wheelchair accessible trails, uh, so that they would be more accessible to a lot of people. But I know in like some national parks, like we recently, this year we went to great sand dunes and they have a special wheelchair that is designed to go on the sand. Cause obviously you can't take a regular wheelchair on the sand, uh, that was, that's designed for people. So they could be able to at least go out to the sand dunes and you know yeah go out and experience it and I thought that was amazing so I I hope we can see more um things like that for people of different abilities so that they can be able to have those same amazing experiences right absolutely and even thinking about like elderly people who might not even be in wheelchairs but just need a more stable ground to be Mm -hmm. able to walk on rather than the rocks and the dirt and the uneven terrain just making it more accessible to all ages and generations. Yeah, definitely. That's great that they're, that they have that wheelchair though. I've, I have seen some cool companies out there that just have really advanced technology with their wheelchairs. And it's cool to think where, where we'll be in like 10 years from now, five years from now. Yeah. (laughs) With that type of technology. Yeah. Yeah. And as far as you and hiking, like, it seems like you go out and do a lot of your own hiking just for like your own well-being so how often do you make it a point to like do hikes on your own um I think I yeah it's just been over the past year or so and especially 
like I real I love girl trips. Those are like it's it was it's always fun to get out with uh you know people that I work with or other friends that I've met um through Instagram, you know, in the outdoor community and go to you know retreats and just meet other women and talk to them and see, you know, because it's like we all find this like amazing, you know, healing in the outdoors and I love talking to other women about it. I just it's been so I don't know. I, I know that like, it feels like the words overused, you know, healing, but it really is because, you know, like I was saying, being, being a mom itself first, you know, is, is a hard job. Being a mom, uh, with four children is hard. Being a mom with a child with down syndrome, you know, and it just makes everything, you know, it does make things more difficult that sometimes I need time to get away too. I have to give and give and give and give, and I'm happy to give, but I need to be able to pull from somewhere. And that for me, I have discovered that's where I'm able to kind of fill, you know, fill my, fill my cup, as they say, you know, I'm able to fill my well so that then I can give to others is that little time away for me. And so this year it has been very sad that there just hasn't been, you know, I had so many amazing plans for some really fun retreats. Luckily I was able to go to one in February before, you know, all of this happened. And it is just like, it's time for myself, time for me to reflect. And then I feel like when I come back home and it's the craziness, I'm like, okay, I can, I can cope. And as I've learned that about myself, that's why I've made more time to do those things so that it's easier for me to be a little bit of a calmer mom, be a little bit nicer, have a little bit more patience if I've done those things to kind of take care of myself as well. Absolutely. I mean, we all need those self-care moments like to, in order to be able to, like you said, fill other people's buckets, you have to fill your own first and make sure you're doing good first. Absolutely. So would you say that like you lose your your lose your mama calm on the trail more so like is it easier to stay calm on the trail with your kids or is it easier to stay like calm back home oh it's easier to be calm on the trail for sure there's just too many there's too many distractions you know I get distracted by my phone just as much as everybody else or sometimes I'm like I should be doing this I'm putting Netflix on you know like there's too many distractions, but on the trail, most of the time, like either then I don't have reception or it's limited or you're just, there's so many other things, you know, like I had a really hard time with something last week and I was just like, I'm just going to go, you know, it was really close to the house. I'm just going to go by myself. I'm just going to listen to a podcast and just kind of disconnect. But as I started walking, I'm just like, you know what? I'm not going to listen to a podcast. I just want to listen to my thoughts. I just want to like, be with my feelings, be with my thoughts. And it was just like, it was crazy. It's like, I went through this whole therapy session throughout the whole hike of like feeling upset and angry and depressed and, you know, mad and all these things. And as I listened to my breathing and I kind of pushed myself and realized, and then as I turn around and I kind of, cause it was kind of like a loop and start heading back, I just started to feel happier and lighter and just felt like, okay, I can cope with this. I can deal with this and recognize yeah, the same thing of going, I'm blessed. I have so many things to be grateful for. This is something that's just temporary. It'll pass. I'll get through it. And just see, I'm just like, and that coming home and then I'm like, I really can't believe how much better I feel right now. And you have those experiences. And then you re- that's when I kind of, I'm like, okay, I need to do this more because this is very helpful for me. And that's something so simple, like just going out on a walk and sitting in your own thoughts. And like, as you were describing that, like kids need that too. They like when they're like way up here and like in overdrive, like whether it's in a classroom or at home or on a hike, like they just need to sit in their own thoughts too and have their own time also. Yeah. (laughs) Instead of like having adults like continuing to talk to them, they, they need to process it all by themselves too, just like we do. Yeah. That's why we try, we try to, you know, make a point when they're like, well, I want to just kind of sit here for a while. Okay. You know, like of where they do what they want to do instead of always what we want to do that, Hey, I want to play with these rocks or can we play in the river for just a little bit? You know, like that's what they're feeling. And so I have to remind myself like, okay, it's not about you know, reaching the destination or whatever, like they're trying to tell you 
you know, they need some time to think or do whatever, you know, or maybe they just, yeah, to play and be a kid and, you know, throw rocks in the lake or whatever, you know, that they need, they need that time too. Just like I recognize, okay, I need my time. That's their time too. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And do you ever find that like, if Ruby has like a high need on the trail or at home, do you ever, do the other kids ever have a hard time understanding that with her or are they pretty good about that? Well, that's, and that's been, that's an very interesting um, question because I have learned when you have a child with special needs, unfortunately, a lot of times the the tension does get shifted to them. And as I've actually talked to my other children and they've actually voiced, like, I feel like I'm not as important or I feel left out or I feel um, like it's all about Ruby. It has certainly opened my eyes to their feelings and how much I need to also focus on them. Obviously, I think all of my children are special in their own you know, way. And obviously I love them all equally. They don't see that they little, you know, kids don't always understand that they just see like where all the attention's going. They don't know that in my heart, like I would do anything for any of them. And so it, that's where it's been something like I've had to actually, and I've talked to them of, you know, sometimes, yes, we do have to give, you know, each of you guys your own attention and your make you feel special and make you you know, the center of attention. Um, we're not always trying to make Ruby the center of attention, but we, you know, I go, especially like when people, yeah, question or film us or all that stuff and kind of the focus is around Ruby. I keep telling them, I'm just like, let's just be grateful that these people are celebrating because guess what? People aren't going to celebrate her in the world. People aren't going to be nice to her. It's not like, you know, each of you, you guys are going to go and, you know, have a great normal experience like most other people and, and not be judged based on what you look like or your diagnosis. And so let's be grateful for when we do, you know, when we, people celebrate Ruby, let's be grateful because we don't know what it's going to be like for her. And that's kind of been the the biggest thing where they've recognized of not thinking about themselves and thinking about others and that, you know, we, we do as a family, you know, that's, you know, we're, we're going to be her biggest cheerleaders and we want, uh, to celebrate her. So sometimes it is, it is all about her, unfortunately, you know, and, but that's why we also try really hard to make it that other things then are all about the other kids, always celebrating their accomplishments, always making sure and reassuring them how much they're loved, how special, and not just, it's not just those things, but I really love to point out like Ruby wouldn't be Ruby without their love. Like they seriously are like the best kids to her. They love her so much. And that I can tell that with each one of them, that they love her and they treat her just like any other kid. Her brothers throw her around, you know, and wrestling and chasing after her. Like they do all the things like they would do. And that's honestly, that, that makes me so happy as a parent, like to see them love her, her big sister. She loves her. Like they all love her so much. And I think that that's teaching them how to act in the world. And so that's, that's why I'm like, I'm okay with sometimes of like, okay, we're going to make it all about Ruby because truthfully, I feel that she's here for us. It's not the other way around. We're not here for her. She's here for us. She's here to teach us because I, it's been such a humbling experience of all the things that I've had to learn and how I need to be better and how I can improve, not only as a parent to, you know, her, but to my other children, as a wife, as a friend, as a coworker, like it's always eye-opening to me. So yeah, they've kind of learned that, yeah, sometimes it is all about Ruby on the trail, but I think they're, I think, I think that they're all okay with it and they understand why now. Yeah. And like like you said, in the long run, this is going to be so good for them later on. Like they're going to know how to treat people with special needs better because of a sister that they have been living with and seeing day to day. 
like they're going to be so much stronger and they're just going to be advocates for it in daily life. Like, I mean, you're such an advocate for it and I'm sure the older siblings are, it's laying a huge foundation for them to be advocates for it. And she's probably just taught them so much about love and values and compassion and just everything. It's yeah. It seems like such, such a gift to your family. Absolutely. She truly is a gift. Yeah. And just, I love all her. She's just the sweetest little, her photos. I just love seeing them. I know everyone does, but just, <laughs> yes. just love seeing her smile. I do want to start sharing. I need, I was like, I need to start sharing. I have been capturing some more like real moments of some meltdowns and her side eye when she's like not happy just to show like she obviously is not happy all the time and we're showing you know the highlights but she really I mean I'm gonna say honestly like there's so much of the time she does she's just pure happiness and just so go with the flow for for so many things that it is it is she does she really does bring a lot of light in her house yeah. Well, and when you read like your stories that go with the pictures, like you're sharing some of the not so pretty moments of, yeah. of her, of life, of day-to-day things, of parenting, of all the things that come with life. It's yeah. so when people read into it, they do see that. I think I, I see that at least. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. Thank you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Didn't you just speak for like a big organization about down syndrome yeah no boundaries they are i guess organizations so they're all about yeah inclusivity and diversity outdoors and just trying to get people from all different walks of life and making the outdoors more inclusive and i think that uh at least for me personally where our eyes have been open to all the problems with racism in the world and i think uh so many of us are learning to refocus on how we teach our children and how we can be better. Um, it's definitely uh, brought up the light of like inclusion in the outdoors and diversity in the outdoors and that everybody wants to see people like them in the outdoors. And there have been some amazing peop- uh, people that I've been following some amazing people in the outdoor uh, black people in the outdoors and showing that, Hey, we're out here. And we are, you know, doing all these amazing things just like everybody else. And I love it. So it's the part with, you know, with Ruby. So talking about there are tons of people that have different abilities in the outdoors, uh, people of all sizes in the outdoors, and that that's kind of, you know, what we're trying to show so that, yeah, other people can say, hey, there's people like me in the outdoors that people will see okay, there's a child with Down syndrome. And so let's get more, yeah, more children with Down syndrome out on the trail. Uh, more, you know, more children with Williams syndrome, more children with cerebral palsy. You know, there's just so many of them that I know that they're out there and they're doing amazing things. And so we need to be sharing, you know, shedding that light so that we can show that, you know, the outdoors truly are for everyone. It's not, it doesn't matter your size. It doesn't matter your color. It doesn't matter your economic background, like that we need trails accessible for everyone, uh, especially the people, you know, if their abilities that we need to, you know, more trails accessible for people that, you know, they don't have two legs that are easy to walk on. Like we need to have it because, you know, we're all finding how much healing the outdoors are doing and everybody, you know, is, Everyone deserves that. Everyone deserves that opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Getting like just people uh, that look like like others outdoors. That's so, so huge. I love that. It's great to know that there's so many organizations out there doing that. Yes. If people wanted to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Oh, I said I'm on Instagram, Down With Adventure. I'm pretty sure it has a link for my email. So you can email me, direct message me. I I try to answer all my direct messages. So, and I said, love to chat. If you ever need some encouragement, uh, I, I love, those are my favorite. Those are my absolute favorite messages. When somebody has referred my account to somebody else that just has a, you know, a diagnosis, usually it's for down syndrome, but sometimes it's for something else. And for them to say, wow, you just, you gave me some hope. You gave me some happiness that, you know, I'll be able to get through this uh, diagnosis. I, I love that. So I love hearing those stories and 
always appreciate when people share that. Yeah, because I think you in another podcast, you even said that when you found out that you were going to have a child with Down syndrome, someone came over and said, like, this is going to be your biggest gift in life. And at, at that point, you didn't quite understand what they were talking about. And yeah. now you're uh, clearly understand what that is and understand way beyond. Yeah, we're on the we're on the other side of it of, of accepting it and and working with it and dealing with it every day. And so, yeah, we want we want more people to you know recognize just her beauty, her beauty, her what she brings to us, and just recognize you know what a what an amazing quality of life she has and how much she brings to our home. Thank you so much for talking, Melody. This has been really informative, really enlightening, and I'm really excited to share this one with our listeners. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate people that are uh, interested in what I have to say. So we're very grateful for letting us, you know, share, share our message with others. We've loved doing this podcasting journey. We love bringing awesome guests on. We love seeing that people are listening. And we're really, really grateful that this is hopefully inspiring other people to get outdoors. Yeah, and as part of our mission at Hiking Through Life, we really want to help support others in continuing their journey or starting their journey into the outdoors. So as part of that, we have plans for future episodes to address some listener feedback. So if you have questions about backpacking, hiking, adventuring outdoors, let us know. Email hikingthroughlife at gmail.com and submit us your question or topic and we'll possibly address it in a future episode. You've been listening to the Hiking Through Life podcast. Peace, love, and hike through life.